Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 31. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 31 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. Today we are talking all about YouTube and YouTube is one of those platforms that I think has so much potential. It is owned by Google. It is the second biggest search engine in the world. And if you want to get into video, it is such a great platform to get on board with. Unlike platforms like Facebook and Instagram, where the lifespan of a post is maybe one or two days... With YouTube, because it is a search engine, if you optimize your videos for search and do all the right things, you can have your videos basically delivering you traffic and leads and all of that good stuff for a really, really long time. I don't use YouTube in my business, so for this particular episode, I wanted to bring in someone who does, and that person is Louise Henry. Louise is an amazing person, but besides that, she owns Solopreneur Sidekick, which is basically a business that teaches other businesses how to use tech. She makes tech simple, which, trust me, is quite a feat. Now, in this particular episode, we go through 
everything to do with YouTube, how to get started, the types of tools that Louise uses, what she recommends in terms of getting traffic to your YouTube channel, and pretty much everything that you could possibly want to know if it's a platform that you're considering. We also go through her life in Bali, where she lives and works, and how she came to become an entrepreneur as well. And I particularly like that part of the episode. So guys, I'm going to go and stop talking now. Let's get straight into the episode. If you enjoy it, please do leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. It is, as always, very much appreciated. Okay, guys, let's dive in. Hey, Louise, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Stevie. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you on. Uh, Louise has her own business, which she runs in Bali. And look, as far as I'm concerned, that is absolute goals. So um, for everyone listening, I guess let's start with what your business is and what you do. Yeah, for sure. So my business is Solopreneur Sidekick, and I help online entrepreneurs master the tech side of their business so that they can work smarter, faster, and take their online business to the next level. I work specifically with people that feel they suck at the tech. Everyone um, feels like <laughs> Yeah, which is, which is most people. Um, so I help yeah. them out and I break all the tech stuff down into really simple, easy to follow steps um, and try and make it as easy as possible because it doesn't have to be scary. Yeah. And I think that's just like a much needed thing because I feel like literally everyone that I speak to that is in business, whether like online or offline, that is their number one struggle. And it seems so scary and overwhelming. Like you don't know where to start. So yeah, love that. Exactly. (laughs) So how did you get start working? How did you get started working online? Like I know that there is a lot of people that aspire to do it. And I know like even me kind of a year and a half ago, it was something that I dreamt of doing, but had no idea where to even start. So what were you doing beforehand? How did you get started? And yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So right after university, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to go for a nine to five. I'm just going to start now. Oh my God. Um, Go you. I know, which is crazy. I really don't know why I had that confidence that I could do it. I got like five five years through uni and then another two-year course and then like five years in the wrong career before I even realized. Oh amazing, amazing. Yeah, no, I my my dad's an entrepreneur and you know, I was just always you know, given that type of material. Like I remember reading books like when I was 16 um, by Richard Branson. And so it was just kind of, it always sounded so appealing to me. Um, yeah. And it's a freedom thing, isn't it? Like kind of doing things on your own terms. Exactly. It's just, you know, building the life that you want. And yeah, as you said, on your own terms. And I, I just love the freedom that comes with it. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, but when I first started, I thought that you needed a totally new idea. So I went into product-based business. Um, mm-hmm. And because I was I was starting it right out of university, of course, like I had no money. So I had to DIY all of the tech stuff. So I had to build my own website and figure out email marketing. Like I had no idea what MailChimp was. I was I was so lost. Um, complete newbie. So I had to figure all that out. Um, and so I did all that for that business. And even though that business didn't work out and I decided to move on from it, 
um, by the end, I realized I had all these skills that I could build a business around. So that's when I started Solopreneur Sidekick. That's awesome. Do you know, there's so many people that I have interviewed actually on this very podcast that have a similar story. They talk about how um, they didn't go to uni to learn what they learned. Like they kind of learned it by doing it. And that's kind of how they got to the point where, I don't know. And I feel like that's the way to go because I feel like if you're super interested in something and you're obsessed with learning about it and you're getting in there and doing it, that's so much better than like going and doing, you know, some random course or kind of learning about the theory and not actually getting in there and doing it. Exactly. And I think you just learn so much better by doing and it's, you know, it's just way more practical what you'll learn when you have to figure it all out and implement it all at the same time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how did you come to be living and working in Bali? And tell us a little bit about, I guess, what that's like. For sure. So I always say that I'm now living the life that I would see in Facebook ads a few years ago and be like, oh <laughs> you totally are. It is goals. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like, I thought it was a total lie. I was like, oh, these people are, you know, there's no way they're actually doing that. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are people that are, you know, just living a different type of life, uh, especially I'm from Canada. So it is quite, um, different, different for me. Um, but the way that it was, that it happened was that I fell in love. I met my fiance who, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So it's really love that, um, made that happen. So I went there and I met him and I, you know, my eyes were just completely open to the fact that there were all these young people, young entrepreneurs who had decided to live in Bali and there were co-working spaces and nice cafes everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is perfect. Um, And exactly the type of, you know, lifestyle that I wanted to live. So it, he was like, oh, I'll I'll move to Toronto. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) we are staying in Bali. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And for everyone listening, I actually, so Louise and I had never met before, but we caught up for coffee when I was in Bali last time and figured out that I actually know Louise's now fiance because he used to manage a bar that when I was younger, we used to go over to Bali and kind of hang out at. So it is a small world, even kind of past. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's so interesting. You say that you kind of went over and you saw that there were all these people kind of living this life because I took my partner Jules over in March and um and when we caught up for coffee he kind of finished um and we went somewhere else and he was like so this digital nomad thing like what do they do like like do you just like work on your computer in a different country I was like yes he's like that just sounds like an absolute dream so (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome I love that he was exposed to it (laughs) yeah yeah and he was googling digital nomad and the whole deal and he's like do you think I could do something like that I'm like teach plumbing I'm convinced that everyone can do something yes an online course for like teaching plumbing or like he's obsessed (laughs) with like Hawaiian outrigging so something like that (laughs) exactly exactly Um, So let's get into the reason for this podcast episode, which is YouTube. And um, I know that you've kind of just kind of recently gotten right into YouTube and you're doing such a fabulous job. So it's the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I feel like it's one of those platforms, a lot of people at the moment, like their sole focus is on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, I get why the attention is there and, you know, there's a lot of people using it, but 
YouTube is so powerful. Like it's the second biggest search engine on the internet after Google. I think it's owned by Google and there is so much opportunity that people don't get. So I guess tell us a bit about why you decided to focus on YouTube and yeah, why it's so powerful. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I totally agree with you. Everyone is focused on Instagram and Facebook and I, and I get that, but I think there's so much opportunity on YouTube. And for me, what I was looking for, I was looking for something that if I was going to put the effort in, it was going to be something that would work for me for years to come and something that would enable me to develop a stronger connection with my audience faster. Um, so I went on YouTube and you know, I, first of all, I found myself on YouTube all the time and (laughs) just, just really like loving the people that I was finding on there, but there's still like there's so much opportunity and, you know, you'll, you see like the same few people on these topics. So I was like, Oh, I could, you know, I could get on this too. Um, yep. and you know, since I am all about productivity and saving time, like, you know, we're all super busy entrepreneurs and we need to make the most of whatever it is that we're doing. So I loved the fact that YouTube was SEO based. So, you know, yes. if you, if you post a video, that's going to work for you because people are going to be searching that and can be in, can be found that way. Um, you know, and it's never going to disappear. Whereas, you know, I put on, uh, effort on Instagram and I, you know, I take a nice photo and I, you know, it takes me forever to write a caption. So I'm like putting all this <laughs> into a caption and then it disappears down your feed. So yes. I didn't really like the idea of putting all my effort into that platform. So I went with YouTube instead. Yeah. And I honestly, I could not agree more. And the fact that like, it's kind of like with Facebook and Instagram, like there's one little news feed, like everyone is competing for attention and it's gone within like 24 to 48 hours. But if you like optimize your video the right way, and we'll get into that in a sec, like literally a video that you put up now could be driving more and more traffic over the years back to your site. So it kind of like the longevity is forever and it kind of gets better over time potentially, doesn't it? Exactly. No, absolutely. So where do you start? So when you decided, okay, cool, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel. I'm going to do this what was the first thing that you do? Because a lot of people I think are so overwhelmed that they just don't even start. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone is overwhelmed and that's totally normal. And, you know, you think like, you think that you need to have all this super pro equipment and, you know, have it all perfect at the beginning. Um, and I think that's absolutely not the case. So I kind of always had this gut feeling that I should be doing YouTube. Um, but like that, you know, that went on for like a year. <laughs> I was yeah, always in the back about of it. my mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it was always in the back of my mind, but I was like, oh, and I, I could just never bring myself to do it. So then I decided, you know what? Okay. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to actually commit to it. So that was Love the biggest that. thing is like, yes. you just have to decide. It's really hard at first because it's so, 
abnormal to what you're doing already. And you really kind of step into the role of content creator and, you know, Mm -hmm. consistency is huge. So you have to do that. Um, so, so if you're just getting started, you have to plan it out. You have to decide, okay, you know, what's the frequency of videos that you're going to do? What is your channel going to be all about? Like, how does it all link together? What topics could you cover? And then I think, I think figure out what is easiest for you to do. Like, it's all about just getting started, making it easy for yourself and getting used to the process of producing videos. So when you decided to start, I guess in terms of frequency, what sort of frequency number one would you suggest and what are you committing to at the moment? I think once a week to start is awesome. I decided to go with twice a week. Um, Yeah, I definitely think you need weekly consistency. It doesn't have to be twice for, um, you know, you can do once a week to start. Um, but I did decide to, to go with two just because I think the the platform is so great and I did want to build my following on there faster. And then, so what's the style of content that you're putting on there? So I decided that since I was just getting started and and you'll hear a lot of people recommend this as well, is that you need to focus on content that people are actually searching for. Such a good point. Yeah. Like I think when we, when we first get started, we look at, you know, the big YouTubers and, and they, because they have already put in the time and effort to build their audience, they can post, you know, a day at the mall and people will watch it. Uh, But people are not actively searching for that. So, um, how to's really, you know, what people are going on and actually typing in. And there are a few tools that you can use, um, to actually find this information, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what tools? Tell um, me. So, so yeah, so the first one is TubeBuddy. And the yep. second is a it's a keyword Chrome extension. It's called Keywords Everywhere. And cool. using yeah, using the two of those, it's really cool. So with TubeBuddy first, they have a thing called Tag Explorer. And basically you type in topics that you're thinking about using and it's going to give you a ranking. It will literally tell you whether it's bad or whether it's good. Oh, nice. Really good. I love that. I know. Yeah. It's just so helpful. It gives you a, a score out of a hundred. Yep. And is that based on like the competitiveness of the term or like the search volume or a combination of both? Exactly. So it's a combination of both, which I love. So, you know, it's telling you once, okay, there's, you know, pretty good search volume and it's not too competitive. So you actually have a chance of ranking core video. Love that. Um, Yeah. And then the keywords everywhere, if you just, um, if you, once you install it and you type into Google or YouTube, it will come up on the side and tell you how many searches that keyword is getting per month. Awesome. That is amazing. I am yeah. going to get that ASAP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so so cool. I, I learned that from this awesome girl on YouTube. Her name is Sunny Leonarduzzi and she covers all things YouTube. Okay. So yeah, definitely check out her video about optimizing and ranking your videos. Cause that's um, where I learned those. And once I started amazing. using them, like yeah. it's just so awesome. I use them for every video. Yeah. That's really cool. So I know that the question, you probably get asked this all the time because I get asked this with podcasting, like what equipment do you use to produce your videos and like how do you go about producing your videos? And I ask that because literally the number one question I get with podcasting is 
what microphone do you use? And <laughs> like, I don't know if that's the most important question because I feel like the content's more important and that sort of thing, but I know that it's what people want to know. So um, yeah, tell us how to get started and what sort of equipment to use. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So yeah, back to what I was saying, like really make it easy on yourself. It is yes. a challenge at first. It gets way easier, but just keep it as simple as possible. So I literally like when I was, when I started, I just used my iPhone and you'd be surprised. Like, you know, iPhones are so good now. So you can get your HD camera and the sound is great. And sound, sound is definitely the most important thing. Like when it comes to video, if your sound is good, like people will listen to what you have to say. Um, Yeah. So that's how I started. And, but you got to be careful when you, when you're using your iPhone, like, you know, film during the day and use the light to your advantage. You can, you can just use natural light, but have it. So you are actually, you know, facing the light. Like that's kind of, you know, that's the general selfie tip of how to, totally. how to <laughs> so many people don't get that right though. Like it's kind of, I don't feel like you need to even be told that, you know, like dark, really kind of shadowy videos are no good. But like, even when I go on YouTube, if I'm typing like, I don't know how to, whatever, a random thing, so many really poor quality, dark videos come up and I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it can be super simple. Like, you know, you just use your iPhone, literally just that plus natural light. And that's a great start. Um, so that's what I used at the beginning. And then I upgraded a little bit. So now I, and I actually just really keep it simple. I keep it simple because again, I wanted it to be efficient. That's Um, yeah, so but, I use... And I will say, like, the quality of your videos are amazing. Like, I look at them and I think they're really professional. They look really polished. So, yeah, whatever you're about to say in terms of what you use, everyone should listen up because you can get really professional-looking videos with what Louise is about to recommend. Awesome. Thanks. And yeah, like, so it's super simple, really affordable as well, and just really easy in terms of workflow and it being fast. So now I use my webcam. So I have a HD Logitech C920 webcam. Cool. We'll look these in the I, show notes too, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I just put that on the top of my laptop and then I have a proper microphone as well, which I think was only like $80. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, we'll link to that as well. It's an audio technician USB mic. Yeah. So I use that and then I literally just face my computer while sitting at my desk and I film using QuickTime, which is free on your Mac. Cool. So I, I film using that. And the reason that saves me so much time is because then all the files are just already on my computer yes. and then I can literally drag them into iMovie, which again is free. And oh, wow. So you just use iMovie. There. I love that. I use well, iMovie and I just like <laughs> have no idea what I'm doing. So it's good to know I can keep on that. <laughs> Yes. Well, I did. Okay. I have to admit though, that I have recently outsourced the editing. Okay. Now. So now, <laughs> yeah. And, and so they, um, they use premiere pro, which is definitely, yeah. you know, the way more advanced software, but iMovie is great. And honestly, you can do a lot with it. I have a tutorial on my channel. So Amazing. yeah, you guys can check that out and, and start with that. So, but what I found is that I just like, I just make tiny 
tweaks as I keep going. So as I know now, okay, I'm actually taking YouTube seriously. This is actually, you know, my marketing channel. So I'm choosing to do. So mm-hmm. I'm just making like tiny tweaks as I go. So it's like, okay, moving, you know, to Premiere Pro and outsourcing editing. That was a tweak. And I also just like made my background exactly how I want it. Yes. And, you know, th- those are just small things that will happen over time. And you, you don't have to have all of that at the beginning what's most important is that you're just actually posting. I love that. It's like, I say this all the time. I actually wrote a blog post about it. The most important thing is just to start. And I was like you with the podcasting. Like I thought about it for like a year and just didn't do it. And then once I started, I started really basic and then, you know, like I've upgraded different things and now it's kind of like my main marketing channel and I recommend everyone have one main marketing channel. It's, you know, a matter of, yeah, just kind of like making little tweaks, like I'm updating my podcast artwork and blah, blah, blah. So I love that. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So once we've got kind of the setup, we're all kind of sorted, we're ready to go. How do you actually get noticed on YouTube? Because you obviously can start posting, but you want your content to be seen. And I think a lot of people are afraid of crickets. What do you recommend around that? Okay, for sure. So definitely start with the keyword research that we already chatted about. Start with that. Um, And then there's a few things that you can do. So you obviously, you know, already have an audience of some sort. Mm-hmm. And with YouTube, the most important is the 24 hours after your video goes live. Right. But, you know, I'm sure that everyone already has something. So whether that's your Instagram audience, your Facebook or sure. your email list, right? Um, so you want to use all of those. So as soon as my video goes live, then I'm sharing it everywhere. I'm emailing it out to my list and mm-hmm. then pro tip, what I do after that is I then turn it into a blog post. So I'm like, okay, I want to get the most out of this content. I want to make sure I can drive as many views to it as possible. So I then turn it into a blog post. I embed my YouTube video and then I put, it depends on how technical it is because sometimes it's just absolutely impossible to do a transcription. Yeah. I was going to say, how do you make it a blog post? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but most of the time, like I can put the instructions down below. And so that helps for SEO as well. Cool. And then I use Pinterest in order to drive traffic to my videos. Because when you are, yeah, because when you are first starting, you know, you probably will get low views and that's absolutely fine. That's normal. But you can leverage all of these different audience points and a tool like Pinterest, which is so, so great for driving traffic. You can actually use that to drive traffic to your videos. So what I'll do is I have multiple pins that go to the blog post and then I actually create pins and direct them straight to YouTube as well. Cool. I love that. So it's kind of like cross promoting on a different channel to drive views back to YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I was actually, so I've actually just gotten into following and watching Amy Schmittauer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to say yeah. her last name, but she's like a, do you know her? A kind of a YouTube blogger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's yeah, amazing, sure. but she was talking about, and one thing that she does to get more views on her YouTube is she asks questions in the comments to get people to like engage on the video and and then apparently the more engagement that you have, the more the video kind of gets shown to people in YouTube. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, YouTube, so YouTube is definitely something that is algorithm based. So it's awesome. So if you know that you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. So yeah, things like that's why like the first 24 hours is important. And if you can ask people, Oh, that's a, that's a good point actually. So in your video, you need to actually tell them like, okay, if you like this video, hit like, hit subscribe, all of those things. Yeah, I guess if you don't ask, you'll never get people to do it, will you? Exactly. So on all my videos, as soon as I post, I go down into the comments and I try and start a conversation. So whatever it will be about, I like ask my audience something that, you know, that they would hopefully be uh, interested in answering and to start a conversation in in the comments, which I know will help uh, boost the video as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Love that. So uh, let's go, I guess, into, and I know that you've got some videos on your YouTube around this. So anyone that wants kind of more information, definitely go out and check out Louise's YouTube channel. But um, you are the productivity queen. Um, So what is, because content creation can be bloody time consuming. What is your process around content creation? Do you batch your videos together? How do you do it to make it not take up your entire life when you're posting twice a week? (laughs) So true that it could could very easily could take up that much time. Uh Um, For sure. So, okay. So a few things that I do, I definitely batch. I think batching is awesome. You know, just when you're doing, when you're like, you can get in a flow and you're doing the same thing all in a row is awesome. Uh, And plus I'm really lazy and I don't like doing my hair and makeup. So I like to batch. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I um, I don't look great right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so batching is basically, for anyone that doesn't know the term, it's just basically creating a whole heap of content together at once. And I guess the benefit of that is that you're in the mindset to be doing it all at once rather than stopping and starting what you're doing and having to set up and then pack up and kind of doing it one at a time. Hey. Well, exactly. Like you're going to save so much time just, as you said, like with the setup time, um, yeah, it, it really just, it also makes it seem a lot less overwhelming. Like imagine, mm-hmm. you know, if you had to film every single week, I think that would get quite tiring. So instead, yeah. you know, you can stack it like, you know, the same time every month um, and just kind of get them all all done and then yeah. either, you know, schedule different editing times or hand off that part to somebody else. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But I love that. Um, And I think the other benefit of kind of planning ahead and batching as well is I know I find with podcasting, I don't know if it's the same with YouTube and kind of the content that you create on there, but if you have like a plan for, you know, the next eight weeks, what you can kind of do is you can almost kind of let people know about content that's coming up and that sort of thing. So it kind of leads potentially to more listens and more views if people know kind of what's coming up in the next videos. Yeah. So that's just another little hot tip. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's such a good tip. And that's actually the part that I'm working on now. Like I I haven't actually done it yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, 
the process, you know, of the YouTube part and getting YouTube, that's all good. And now I'm working on the social media part because I'm like, yes. okay, there's so much more um, that we could be doing around that and yep. driving more traffic. Yeah. Um, but I think that's yeah. like the benefit of really going all in, like you going all in on YouTube. The benefit of that is that, you know, you start and you start to refine what you're doing on the channel. And then you really kind of go all in on having your other social media channels support your main marketing channels. So I just mm-hmm. think it's really smart instead of like, instead of kind of spreading yourself across four or five that you're kind of doing okay, using YouTube as like your main home as your core and then kind of looking for opportunities to promote what you're doing on other channels, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. I think just picking one, you know, choosing that one channel that you're going to prioritize and care about the most. And then all the rest are just, you know, helping that main channel. Love that. So just before we wrap up, I was just kind of thinking, is there any final tips that you have for anyone that's looking to get started um, after listening to this podcast, if they're keen to kind of go all in? Just go for it. As you said, just start. It is one of those things that you can put off and you can be intimidated by, but it's really, it can be a lot of fun, you know, and it will grow your business so, so much that it is really worth it to do it. I think when doing it, just be consistent. So if you can just do one a week right now, that is awesome. That's great. It's really hard to grow a channel when you're not building up that consistency and that trust with the people that are subscribing to you. So just decide on that schedule, do as much as you can ahead of time. um, And just know that as we said, like you're going to tweak it and you're going to stack on uh, things as you progress. Um, Mm -hmm. But just focus on keeping it simple at first and just putting content out there. Which is exactly what you're doing. And I love that. So that's awesome. Um, And I know that a lot of people are going to want to go and check out your YouTube channel now and also what you do. So let people know how they can contact you. Yeah. So uh, you can find me everywhere online at Solopreneur Sidekick. So my YouTube channel is Solopreneur Sidekick and my website is Solopreneur Sidekick sidekick.com and that's s-o-l-o-p-r-e-n-e-u-r sidekick.com thank you so much louise that's amazing awesome thank you so much for having me i love your podcast and i love what you're doing oh thanks love (laughs) 